Dude, no, I'm just saying, it was one of the most comfortable, like, settings I'd ever been in. We're recording now, so I'm not going to say what it was I was doing. Man, when it's warm, it's like... Like, if you ever go to a therapist, you should just be sitting in exactly. a warm toilet seat. See, like, like, people probably laugh at the person who was like, when I sit down in a car, I want to have a warm seat. But, but, but nobody's laughing now, because everybody wants heated seats. I think every seat should be heated. So welcome to another episode of the Morning After Podcast. Pastor Josh here with you as always this morning with Pastor Carl. How are you doing this morning, Pastor Carl? Wonderful. Good, 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 good. And then instead of uh, Pastor Pastor Jim, we've got son of Pastor Jim, Pastor JD <laughs> here this, this morning joining us. How are you doing this morning, Pastor JD? Oh man, I've been awake since 515. I already had my prayer, I already had my coffee, I already made a presentation. Today is a great day. Yeah. So I don't remember what it's like to not have kids. Do you remember that, Pastor Carl? It's just like a, just kind of do whatever no, you want to whenever after you want 10 to. years, no. Yeah, right, right. It's like whenever you get married and you've been married for six months and it's like, oh, yeah, like we used to go home different places that night and I don't even remember what that feels yeah. like anymore. Um, oh, I definitely remember what that feels like. But yeah, well, you're not yeah, married yet. Right. It's but, true. Uh, before we go into or yesterday's... Kids. Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, you're not <laughs> married and you don't have kids. One of those I'm very happy about, one of those I'm not happy about at all, so... <laughs> All right. So before we go into yesterday's uh, message, let's just hear from you, Pastor JD, really quick about uh, Truth 201. How is that going so far for for your students? For those of you that don't know what that is, if you're listening, it's an eight-week intensive discipleship program that any of our... Is it just for senior high students or can junior high students do it as well? No, it's actually... uh, So 11th and 12th grade are the ones that we primarily focus on. 10th grade, if we believe you're mature enough and you've been serving in youth ministry for long enough, we'll allow you to do 201, but you can't go to Florida. It's only 11th and 12th graders that can go to Florida. So the trip is only for 11th and 12th graders? Only for 11th and 12th graders, yeah. And how has it been? Like, did you have a good turnout for it? or You know, yeah, it hasn't been as as big as classes previously, but uh, it's definitely a much deeper class. Uh, The kids that are doing it this year um i mean when i was first doing 201 you have kids who weren't saved but just wanted to go to florida so yeah. they started doing 201 <laughs> yeah uh this year it's it's literally like every kid i know personally they're all very deep they're wanting to get deeper and uh i'd say about half the kids we had sign up we have about 18 19 something like that um i'd say about half the kids don't even plan on going to florida they literally just awesome. wanted to do it to grow deeper cool. with god and i was like that's, that's awesome that's great cool all right. Well, I just wanted to get a quick update on that. I saw them all in uh, prayer yesterday morning, mm-hmm. and it's just like a it's a fun time of the year. Like you go to worship night, they're all there. You go to like prayer in the morning, yeah. they're all there. It just yeah. brings a, it brings a different energy than you get the rest of the year. With exactly. Those kids. And to give so a it's pretty cool to give a bigger update on that too. Um, we uh, we reached triple digits on Sunday morning two weeks in a row for the first time in years. For youth. For yeah. youth. And, uh, and last night not, we were not almost in the in main auditorium. Yeah, 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 not in the yeah. main auditorium. <laughs> yeah. No, main auditorium was pretty good. No, but in youth we had we had 103 last week and 105 yeah. this week. That's can awesome. I, can I just say too that because you guys first service now you go to Panera, you're not yeah. in service. Like it's noticeable that you guys are gone, mm-hmm. which is I think it's a good thing for, yeah. for us that we know that you guys are gone. It's bad whenever it's like you guys are at Panera and nobody has any idea that you are gone. Like yeah. the altars aren't as full on Sunday mornings during worship when you guys are gone. And that's, right. yeah. that's you awesome. know, it's, it's interesting too, because with, uh, with youth, we've taken a six week break from, uh, from worship because the two things I'm founding youth on are prayer and relationship. And so rather than taking our time to worship, we're actually taking our time to get into small groups and pray over each other for about 20 minutes. And, uh, and so the only time that our youth gets to worship now is whenever they're in first service. Right. And so they go all out during worship too, because they're missing it. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. 
All right. Well, let's start talking about yesterday then, Pastor Carl. Yeah. Part four of the series, The Nine. The Nine. What did you think of uh, how it went yesterday? Were you happy with the response? Yeah. I know it's kind of a yeah. difficult thing to no, a, a difficult yeah. topic. It, uh, the, for me, it's funny, Faye and I were talking afterwards, but I, I felt like it was one of the better messages that I've ever preached from a flow yeah. point of view. Right. Um, just I, the things that connected, you know, I listened to it again last night, you know, fun story. My son was <laughs> like, he's like, yeah. Yeah. He's like uh, you know, you preached yesterday. I'm like, yeah. And he goes, can I fall asleep to that? And I'm like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, you need to put Trey in bed. Yeah, I'm crying like, too much. <laughs> if the Lord came back now, I ain't mad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's awesome. So did yeah. you get his thoughts this morning after he listened to it last no, night? No, I didn't. You I should. Didn't. Like, but I, I should, yeah. yeah. Critique, but it, critique that. Right. What did you yeah, like? Tell me. Like? Tell me. You right. know, but just even just listening to it was like, uh, you know, wow, okay, that flowed really well. Yeah. You know, I, I felt like it was one of the – the better flows sure. that you know I've had with that, and I, you know, as far as the topic, it's not necessarily an easy thing to preach. You know, yeah. first service after the first point. I mean, I feel like I could have dropped a pin on the rug and yep. heard yeah. it. You yeah, know? it was very quiet. <laughs> Which is funny because two minutes before that, everyone's like, "Good morning," yeah, yeah and then you, you say know? that, and then it's like it's right. dead, dead silent. Right. But I, I didn't take it as a disconnect. I took it as contemplation you know of, yeah. of mm-hmm. what was being sure. said and, yeah there's definitely you know, two different silences right there. when you're when you're telling people hey you know <laughs> uh you know how you live you know you should stop sucking that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's that's a big thing <laughs> yeah yep jd uh, pastor jd curious your thoughts <laughs> yesterday's yesterday's service you weren't actually able to be in service so you got to watch it on live stream at the like last night after youth, probably right. You yeah. Watched it? Okay. Yeah. No, I I got home at about eleven thirty last night after everything youth was done and uh, decided I was going to take that time to watch the sermon. And uh, you know, I I thought what Pastor Carl had to say was was great, specifically talking about uh, when he got passionate and he started saying things along the lines of like God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And yeah. when you hear this story, you think it's an Old Testament story, but it isn't. It's a New Testament story. Right. right. And uh, one of the things that I've been discovering as I'm rereading Genesis a lot is just how faithful. God is. And uh, part of 201, we had them read Esther. And Esther is forged out of a 500-year promise. And so God isn't really even like revealed in Esther. He's more or less just like a topic that gets brought up. Sure. He doesn't say anything to anyone. And uh, that was all just God showing his faithfulness. And so Pastor Carl talking about God showing his faithfulness and showing um, how he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And no matter what position sure. he's in, he's going to be the exact same. I thought that was the best topic that he brought up yesterday, at least personally for me, was just showing that there isn't a New Testament God and an Old Testament God. There's a New Covenant and an Old Covenant, but God is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah. Right. That's good. Mm -hmm. You want to expand on that a little bit? Yeah. You know, I I think the Old and New Testament have specific themes like any kind of writing. Yeah, definitely. And that's the, the temptation is to look at those themes exclusively and kind of say, well, that's how God was then. And then Jesus came and then God's different, you know? 
I wouldn't want to mess with the God of the Old Testament or some people yearn <laughs> for the God of the Old Testament because they want people as smoldering black <laughs> right. marks yeah. on the ground, you know. Yes, they want to turn them into pillars of salt. Right, right. you know. <laughs> Had bears come out and eat all the children making exactly, fun of the bald guy. you know. <laughs> and that's the, you know, the opportunity to kind of bring out the fact that, you know, this is a very, it's, you know, Faye and I, kind of independently felt like the Lord was leading us to read Acts. We hadn't talked about it at all. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I read the first five chapters every day for a month, and then I moved to the next five chapters, you know, for the next month. And I just could not get past this story. Like, and I mean, it's in chapter five, so it's not like I didn't, you know, read the whole thing. <laughs> right. But, yeah. you know, right. I, I was like fixated on just how odd of a placement it is, you know, where yeah. it's just it like, seem like it fits. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's like all of this, this, everybody's sharing and it's so great. And then these two people lied and they died. And it's just, it, it very much reminds you of, you know, Ark of the Covenant, you know, right. I'm trying to, I'm trying to stop yeah. it from falling and I touch and he dies, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's just kind of like, right. this, I was wondering that story, like what happens if you like, if he tries to touch not it? catch it and it hits the ground, does he still get struck dead? Like, does he die either way? I mean, I does everyone so. get struck dead when it opens know. up? You know, <laughs> but it, people's faces start melting. It, like it has no, little. but it, but that's the thing. It has that feel. It has that feel yeah. of like somebody Absolutely. offended the holiness of God and they were struck down dead. Right. And and I think it's a reminder. You know, there are sprinkles of. New Testament theme in the Old Testament and sprinkles of Old Testament theme yeah. in the New Testament. And they're just reminders that God's not different. Maybe the writers emphasized on different things because that's just how God wanted it, but sure. still holy, still full of grace and mm-hmm. love and mercy, mm-hmm. still does not like his name to be messed around with. <laughs> yeah. You know, does not like you and I to do things in his name that is unbecoming of him. You know, there is no difference. It's the same exact thing, you know. Right, yeah. You know, even rereading the Old Testament, too, God does show a lot of love and mercy and everything like that. Absolutely. And, I mean, even talking about Adam and Eve, because you said Adam sinned once, he's cast out of uh, the Garden of Eden. Right. But then when you look at what God does for Adam and Eve, he actually killed animals, made clothing for them, put it on them, and then sent them out. So he was still showing provision even in the Old Testament and love and caring, you know. Right. And, I mean, you look at the interaction with him and Abraham when it came to Sodom and Gomorrah. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, uh, you know, if there's 50, will you spare the city? You know, okay, if there's 50, I'll spare the city. Okay, please don't be mad at me, but if there's 40, will you spare the city? Okay, I guess if there's 40. (laughs) Okay, may the Lord look upon me with, you know, (laughs) if there's 30, will you spare the city? You know, and and so there's this constant, like, back and forth between Abraham and the Lord there where... Mm -hmm. There, there's this great showing, and he gets them down to like ten, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. from fifty. And right. if that's not, if there's just ten people, that's a lot different than fifty. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's a a, a much still larger, couldn't find them though, right? You know, but that's still, you know, the it, God wanted to spare. Yeah, them. He did. it wasn't. A, sure. And I think that's part of too that I wanted to bring an emphasis on yesterday was. God's not looking to make smoldering piles of people mm-hmm. on the ground. I mean, there's a standard that he adheres to, and that's why I think 
That's why I do believe that God loves himself supremely is because he doesn't bend that standard for you and yeah. I. He doesn't change things for you and I. And where the opportunity for him to, you know, show the best way to people and for people to understand, you know, he's a holy, holy God, a holy, holy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> holy God. And, and trying to bring out the fact, though, that even in spite of that, his desire isn't to punish us. Mm-hmm. And his he's not like excited about you know, people dying because they didn't believe or people dying because they went against his, you know, his will and they didn't obey. You know, I think so many people read those types of passages with a finger pointed out as opposed to a a great sadness that God has because you didn't have to do this. You didn't have to, you know, you didn't have to do that yeah no when when you were doing that when you were being the head of encounter you were the pastor over encounter you uh you taught me how to read the bible differently Mm -hmm. because i always read things as a passionate person you know sure um but then you started like talking about like jesus and how like he had humor and there were certain things you were saying like how long (laughs) must i be with you people and you read it as if it was uh was humor and i think that a lot of people have a tendency to read the bible out of strictness or out of law or out of you know like harshness consistently it's just a natural mindset. To it's the preference in. that they yeah. adhere to. You know what I well, mean? Like, if I'm a person that is, that feels that, yeah. I'm generally going to read the Bible that It goes way. along with that. The most important thing that you think is what you think about yeah. God. It's yeah. really that voice of, yeah, absolutely. is this a judgmental God that I'm talking to? Is it a loving God? Right. Is it a humorous yeah. God? Right. If only there was emojis back in the Bible, then I could tell. Yeah. I, well, I hear there's an emoji Bible. <laughs> is oh, there no. really? Yeah, I'm <laughs> wow. pretty sure there is. <laughs> I'm pretty happy that that wasn't actually wow. the case yeah. back then. That's Oof. crazy. If that's I, we true, should that's leave crazy. that one alone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So I think I want to change uh, a little bit, head in a little bit of a different direction. But Pastor Carl, you used to be the head of our young adult ministry at mm-hmm. Freedom Center. Pastor JD, you're obviously in, in our youth ministry now, mm-hmm. in charge of the youth ministry. Well, Pastor Jason's still there for one more week. Yeah. And his... then you're officially <laughs> in charge of the youth yes, ministry. Yes, true. Um, but I want to talk about just spiritual gifts in our in our young people, in our church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they're obviously, when they get older, if they're if they're active in those gifts, they kind of get more comfortable using them. Sure. But I want to just talk about like those first steps for young adults, for youth kids that maybe you've seen people operate in them and get better at using them. For people that are listening to this that are like, I want to start using spiritual gifts, but I either A, don't know how, or I'm worried that it's going to come off the wrong way sure. or it's going to be wrong. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, here's here's what I've learned is that kids are not afraid to try. Right. Uh, if, if you tell them that things are available, they want them and they're going to try to, to get them. Whether they have them or not, they're at least going to figure out how it is that I can try the best. And if they don't have them, they're going to ask a lot of questions, you know. Yeah. And so uh, we just came out of a uh, of a series um, that, that talked all about the the Holy Spirit and God and Jesus and how each one of them interacts with uh, with us. the The whole topic was called Weird Flex, but okay, that was our series name. <laughs> and uh, and we did two different nights talking about Holy Spirit giftings, and I specifically hit on every single one of them. And all of the kids afterwards, uh, when we got into prayer circles, I had them ask God for one of those giftings, whichever one they wanted the most. And I would say at least seventy percent of the kids walked out of the room with a new spiritual gifting that they hadn't had before, whether it was sure. speaking in tongues 
tongues, whether it was praying for someone and they got healed, whether it was a word of knowledge for someone or gaining more wisdom, the the majority of them walked out of the room having experienced a new side of God. And uh, I think that's where youth are are somewhat different from adults is uh, if you tell them something, they're going to believe it. You know, they and because they want to believe it, especially if they believe in God and their scripture to back it up, uh, they're just at least willing to try it. They don't have any skepticism in them because they haven't experienced right. any failure yet in God. So how do you? And I'll bring Pastor Carl in on this. Yeah. Like, you say that they left with new spiritual mm-hmm. spiritual gifts. How do you like cultivate that gift and make sure that they're they're still operating in a biblical way and it's not just like they're going around telling every girl that they have a prophetic gift yeah. and we're going to get married. <laughs> like how do you, how do you steward that, that gift? And, right. Yeah, no, I know it has. I'm bringing it. I can think of multiple different people that have come up and told somebody in this room that they're getting married. To yeah. them. So, so um, Pastor Carl thoughts on that, just cultivating that gift and kind of making sure that they're using it in safe, sure. safe ways. I think fundamentally there has to be a shift in, I guess, what Christianity means in that aspect to people, because I think a lot of people just kind of view it as, like, I'm, I, and I said this yesterday, I'm, I'm trying to survive, I'm trying to just be a good person, you know, that kind of thing. And yeah. where I think the the embracing of spiritual gifts is a game changer when it comes to that and especially when you understand what those giftings are in you i think one of the biggest things is finding someone that has that gifting and sitting under them in some way shape or form and you know i know for me feeling like you know the the two that i you know i I speak in tongues um Mm -hmm. wisdom and words of knowledge and words of knowledge being the thing that really uh was and still is new in a lot of ways to me and so you know i i who has that and then okay what do i do yeah (laughs) you know like what's 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 the excuse me what's the feeling with with that what's the biblical way to do it studying that in and of itself you know what i mean as opposed to just right uh i'm gonna you know i really feel right now that you know whatever you know (laughs) you know yeah and and does all of those things actually mean just the english equivalent of what we would take it all to mean you know so that's i think the you know, the opportunity to really be mentored and to really study biblically what those things means are, are they're right. probably the first two steps that, you yeah. know, you want to go through. Awesome. Pastor J.D., mm-hmm. cultivating and stewarding the gifts, thoughts? Yeah. Uh, the number one thing that I have experienced when it comes to cultivating is never let them operate on their own. Uh, like he was saying, sit underneath someone. Um, we, I, I love the the system that we have coming out for the Freedom Center now, with there being apprentices, leaders, and then directors, uh, because we don't ever want our apprentices to operate on their own. We always want them to operate under leaders, so that way they, they there's no fear of messing up because the leaders can kind of clean it up. Right. It's the same thing with spiritual giftings. You never want anyone to operate uh, by themselves when they're just figuring it out. Because uh, I love what Dad says with like prophecy. Um, you you put a lot of or Pastor Jim. I should say that, what Pastor Jim says in prophecy, <laughs> where he puts a bunch of dots on the board, and you can connect all the dots to make whatever picture you want to, but ultimately, is that the picture God really has for you? 
or is it just a bunch of dots on a board that you connected yourself? Right. And so when when students are just trying to figure out this thing, they they might get it right one out of 10 times or one out of 100 times, but when they get it right that one time, it's like, oh, I have to do that exact same way every time. It's like, no, 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 God works in different ways all the time. And so there's there's an atmosphere that we allow um, students to kind of start growing in, and we always cultivate those during service and during uh, like 201s and during stuff like that. So that way there's always leadership and there's always eyes watching them. So that way in case if anything does happen that's not kosher, I don't know. Uh, there's always leadership biblical. there to help. Yeah. yeah, biblical. There we go. That isn't biblical. There's always leadership there to uh, to help clean it up and help like understanding going into the situation. So that's that's how we cultivate it, just to make sure there's leadership over it. Cool. Yeah. Well, so that's awesome that I, that we 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 make sure that when people are operating in gifts, it's not just like, all right, go for it. Go yeah. start healing people. It's like, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. some do. We, that, yeah. And that's the that's the hard part is, and I, I oh boy. Just say it. Just say <laughs> it. <laughs> I don't necessarily believe that all the gifts are for everyone. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, that's my. I absolutely I, agree with that statement. And I know that people would disagree with that, that no, all the fullness of God is available to you. And Right. But I think the end of 1 Corinthians 12 is pretty clear. That that's what I was going to say. There's, yeah. there's a few, you know, people, you got certain things. Not everybody does everything. Yeah. And I think sometimes the, in, in people's innocent, and genuine desire for something great in their zealousness, they'll practice gifts that they were not <laughs> meant to, yeah. right. to have, you know? And, and I right. think there comes that discernment and that desire, man, I want it all. Yeah. But that's not your part in the body. Right. You know, why do you want it? Like yeah. You should ask yourself, why yeah, do you want you it know? all? And yeah. I think some people do want it all out of a genuine... Sure. I want the most I can have of God, but that's just not yeah. biblical. It's I mean, not you can you can see that in a lot of things. Like someone really wants to be a worship leader, and they get up there, and it's just like right. it's not happening. Yeah. Right. And then you get other people that get up there, and it's just like all this stuff is happening in my life. I didn't get to practice, and you get up there, and it's like crazy anointed, and it's just like you just have that calling on your life right. that yeah. other people want but you're the it's your sure. your time your sure. season right now that god sure. god is blessing yeah. you with. yeah and I, I think in those moments are those are the times where people just kind of go for it i'm just gonna you know i'm gonna go to the store and i'm just gonna prophesy over people and you're like yeah. oh baby no please <laughs> don't <laughs> oh honey <laughs> you know yeah Let's uh let's talk to some people first, right. you know. Yeah. Let's, but I feel the zeal of the Lord in my heart, and it's like, okay, right. well, yeah, okay. So, <laughs> so if, if you're listening right now and you're one of those people that's like, I just feel like I'm supposed to do this, like discipleship is that the answer to that, or like yeah, going to I'd somebody that, that like I'd, an accountability say, partner, saying hey, like, do you think I have this gift? Get in contact with us and let's get you connected to like yeah. if you feel like you got the gift of healing. I I know people that have that spiritual sure. gift or yeah. wisdom. So or you connect to a church or, on the street, something like that. You know? it's, a, it's a safe environment. People are going there to sure. get healed. So let's, sure. Let's get connected with them. Kind of one of those things. Yeah, there, and there's right. plenty of people in this church that have a myriad of. You know, I think we got all nine covered, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah, here I would agree. in different people. So I, right. yeah, I don't, to to help us get you connected with that depth and with people who are seasoned and have walked with the Lord in this gifting, 
is a good thing. Yeah, yeah, sure, definitely. All right. Well, we only have a couple minutes left. Normally, what we do at the end is we talk about next Sunday, but mm-hmm. because the person that's preaching next Sunday isn't in this room, <laughs> what I, Yeah, yeah, he's in Florida right now. We're getting snowed on, and he's we were on time. This, this, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's true, we were. Um, so what I want to do is talk talk. You guys tell me about this week with um, with groups and with D teams. Yeah. Just what what's happening this week at the church or. or in ministries that happen at the church, even outside of the church, things that you guys are looking forward to. You want me to go first? Sure. Go for it. Yeah. The so, first D teams in a month. <laughs> Dude. <yeah. laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh, these uh, weather. This weather is Weather and Wednesday D-teams. are at war. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. We, uh, we had our first D teams in over a year that we had double digits across all of our D teams. And then the next three weeks after that, we've had <laughs> snow days. And I'm like, yeah. man, can we just get back right. to like doing D-teams again and get Hello, us there? Darkness, yeah. my old I know, right? <laughs> Lauren and I do the junior-senior D-team, and we uh, we saw um, Dylan Hughes yesterday. Yeah. And I was like, hey, man. I was like, remember when we used to have D-teams? Wasn't that, wasn't that great? And he just kind of laughed. He's like, it's only been like two weeks, hasn't it? I was like, I feel like it's been like eight weeks. I don't know how yeah. long it's been. No, the last one we had was I think the second week in January or the third week in January. And yeah. now we're into the oh, – We've got another so snowstorm good. coming tonight. Yeah, we do. So – Anyway, though, we if do. we ever have D teams again, yeah, unless they start up in May, I don't yeah. know. Right, if we ever have D teams again. Uh, what we always talk about is what happened uh, last week. So I, I want everything to bleed into the next thing as youth. I don't ever want there to be two separate topics talked about in youth. Like I don't want us to cover Acts and D teams and cover um, Esther on on Sunday mornings. You know, like yeah. I, I want everything to flow into the next thing. And so at D teams, what we always talk about is uh, what happened last week. What testimonies do you have of last week? Um, let's go ahead and get like. D deeper into the topic of last week you know the basics now let's go ahead and see what happens like like when we actually like try them out yeah um and then uh and then the very end thing that we always talk about is uh what we're going to talk about the, the next week coming up because we have series planned out and i know the topic that's coming up the next you know the next week and uh so i get testimonies from them of things that have experienced that of you know experiences they had that goes along with that next week and when uh, leaders text me over the testimonies that they've heard i actually get to approach students and ask them if they want to share that testimony on sunday nights for our prayer circles because testimonies are powerful yeah. so uh so so d teams are are amazing for getting into those deeper relationships with people who are like-minded who are the same age and uh who just want to grow deeper in god and then also having us grow deeper together as a unit moving forward onto sunday nights so we'll just be talking about uh, what's happening next week at youth. Cool. Or maybe we'll be talking about the last four weeks that youth. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. We have a lot to yeah. cover in the last four weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Pastor Carl groups. Uh, it's a really exciting time. Yeah. We, uh, I think pastor told me while we were on vacation that the percentage of people were now over 50% of yeah, people that, that are, is in are yeah, adults. Yeah. Yep, 50, <laughs> 40% of the church overall is, and yeah. that's including D teams are right. involved in a small so group. Great. And I'm, I'm stealing my forward thunder here, but <laughs> yeah. you know, we started out with uh, a year ago with 16% of adults Oof. involved in a small group environment. And yeah. 12 months later, we're at 52%. So that's yeah. incredible. You know, 400 people are going to be going to a small group environment this week, whether it's leaders or lay people or, you know, pastors or whatever it may be. So it's uh, it's a really cool thing that I feel like is happening right now where that many people are in 
those right. smaller environments to be able to be discipled and share cares and make friends and mm-hmm. everything in between. So yeah. Now, if people are listening to this and they haven't joined a group, can you still join one or is it Absolutely. like it's set now? Yeah, okay. they don't stop ever. Yeah. So okay. the they can join one whenever, start one whenever. They just, you know, as far as starting one, you have to go through the right processes. Sure. But yeah, we'll, we don't shut uh, uh, registration at all anymore. Awesome. So anytime. Cool. Well, that's exciting. I, I I feel like if we haven't seen the fruit from it already, we're going to see yeah. the fruit from it very Agreed. soon. Just yeah. the iron sharpening iron, right. and people right. being the body and not just Solid showing people. up on Sundays. Deeper yeah. yeah, and wider. Yep. Let's, let's do both. Let's, <laughs> wide. let's do both. Love it. There's <laughs> a fountain. I was about to go in deeper. And even as a kid, I never understood that part of Why are we doing this? Beginning made sense, but... <laughs> All right, cool. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us this week. We'll be back again next week. We did take a, a week off for vacation last week. Well, uh, we'll be back every week from oh, this point. Son, the sun was so son. nice. Pastor Jim will be back next I week talking about. You yeah. like the cold? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I got less white when I was on vacation. That's the only thing. All right, all right. We'll talk about this after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great week. We'll see you guys this Sunday. Pastor Jim will be closing out our series, The Nine, at ironically 9 and 1130. <laughs> we will Snaps. see you guys there. Have a great week.